Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live from the Tyrat.com studios. Tyrat.com will be get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrat.com is the way tire buying should be. Do, 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 do. Um, okay, so if you're just listening to the show, a, a couple things you should know. Um, it's a three-hour show. Our third hour is podcast only, so you can download it wherever you download podcasts. Next part to it, and this is important, is that um, we've been doing this a long time. And, you know, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that has takes to make waves. My takes can naturally make waves because you say what you think long enough into a microphone and people will disagree with it. Um, I say that because the Brock Purdy thing, you know, uh, Niner fans are pretty, a pretty interesting lot. There's a lot of them, a lot of them. And um, um, when Brock Purdy was about mid-season, you know, he was on the board as one of the favorites to win. There was actually a week where he was a favorite to win the MVP. And then he had a couple of weeks where he was down when he had um, Debo Samuel was hurt, Christian McCaffrey was hurt. I think Trent Williams was hurt too. And he had a, a bad run of interceptions and people started to dial that back. Then they came back and he played well again. Anyway, during that time in which he was the favorite to win the NFL's MVP, um, I said, like, look, I think there's, you know, I think there's 15 quarterbacks that could do what he's doing with, with the, the Niners. Now, I didn't say that anyone could do it. There's not a quarterback that couldn't do it. I just said there's probably about 15 that could. You know, that he's benefiting from playing kind of with an all-star team. And look, some of it is they've done a really, really good job in the draft, right? And obviously the trade for Trent Williams, gigantic move. But 
um, uh, some of it is that they're able to pay and keep more players because their quarterbacks don't make anything. Nothing. Nothing. So, um, you know, Niners Nation, as soon as we put that out digitally or we, I said in the radio, oh, you're a hater. And again, that's what's happened here is we've had these Brock Purdy haters out there. Or people being labeled as a hater. You're not a hater when you go like, yeah, I just don't think he's the MVP. I don't think he has what Josh Allen has. I don't think he's the, as valuable to his team as Josh Allen is, as Pat Mahomes is, as Lamar Jackson is, as these quarterbacks. And what happens is people will use, hey, you're using a bad game of Brock Purdy. Like, no, actually, you're using a bad game by Josh Allen to make your point. Whereas my thing is he can't play poorly. They won't win. Right, That's where value is. Whereas Brock Purdy can just play okay and they can win. Why? Because he's not close to the most important part of their team. Now, he is really accurate. He can scramble. Super likable. Players like playing for him. All of those things are great. Cam Newton, if you remember, called him a game manager. Right? Then Cam Newton said this earlier today. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts. But I still reserve the right to say this. To be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Man, look, I ain't recanting. Though. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in a defensive talent and you add in an offensive talent, Brock Parity is the 10th best player on this team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. Is yes. he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. yes. But he's still the 10th best player on his team. Well, look, what he did was he had, he didn't have a very good game against Green Bay. Struggled in the rain and then had an outstanding last drive and won the game. He didn't have a particularly good first half at all against the Lions. Had a good second half, made some big plays, especially with his legs, and won the game. All that stuff is great. And that's the stuff of a winner, a competitor. Um, awesome. Awesome. But like, let's also say uh, this is a little bit like the old Tebow thing. We're giving him credit for putting out a fire that he started. Look, I put out the fire. You started the fire. Right? And, and I always find it interesting. We do this. And obviously, Cam has a greater belief in self than other people do. You know, he thinks of himself as a game changer. Um, and, and Cam was, there's a lot of Lamar Jackson to Cam. Um, and I don't think Cam ever evolved enough as a passer to be an all-time great. But he was a league MVP. He did go to a Super Bowl. And he never... He, here's the other part about the argument. People are making it about Cam Newton talk about himself. This wasn't about Cam Newton about himself. This is simply about Brock Purdy. So I actually like the take and like the, like the plan. Yes, I like the take because it agrees with mine, of course. Right. That's that. That's the echo chamber that we talked about yesterday is, oh, you have an opinion that sounds like mine. Cool. That one I really, really like. I just 
I don't think it's crazy to go, hey, he's good. Wait, we do this all the time as people. We link in somebody's story with trying to evaluate how good they are. And and believe it or not, there's there's nothing nefarious to that. We do it if we it's pop life's a popularity contest, you know? And we the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant has no relevance at all in trying to evaluate if he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. None. But you hear it used in every different argument, every different argument made about Brock Purdy. Well, I mean, the guy was the last guy drafted. That's unbelievable. Like, okay, Tony Romo wasn't drafted. Kurt Warner wasn't drafted. We act like these are things we've never had this before. Like, what are you talking about? Kurt Warner stacked boxes in the offseason, played in Arena League in NFL Europe, and only because of a freak injury in a preseason game did he get an opportunity, and then he became a Hall of Famer. And then his career fell apart again, and then he was the backup in Arizona, and then he won the job, and he took them to a Super Bowl. Right? I mean, this has happened actually before and we've had even better outcomes. So uh, good to know Cam Newton is still on board, still on board with his picks. And what he's saying is a different way of saying exactly what I've been saying. No one said he sucks. No one said he's bad. He's way better than anybody could have thought. But just... You got to know sometimes what you're looking at. And I i mean, Cam Newton would know it a lot better than me. And it's also echoing what other people in the NFL have said and what I believe to be true. It's a good player, great competitor, good leader. But we're using the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant to make the case for him being you know, one of the elite players in the NFL, which he just is not. Yes, uh, Jason Stewart. Yes, Jason Stewart. There's like this, uh, and maybe this is the point you're making. Clarify this for me. So the guy is Mr. Irrelevant. You know, every team passed on him six or seven times. Including the including the, the 49ers. Yeah, and, and, and it seems as though the only reason why this debate takes place is because of talking heads – and some random what, bet on wine thing that put him as the, the top MVP uh, candidate. Like, none of this is his own doing. In other words, Brock Purdy has never stood up and said, I'm an elite quarterback. His teammates have never said that. His head coach has never said that. This all seems to be just rumblings of people that talk about the sport and this bet on wine thing that, that happened to put him as an MVP frontrunner. And I don't think that that's fair to his story. Like, there, his story is amazing, and it, 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 I don't. I think it gets it widely overshadowed by all of this. Like, for whatever reason, he's like a, a polarizing source among the community that talks about the sport. I, I don't think that's that's fair to him per se. We make everything polarized. We're the worst. There's nothing good about us at all. We can't just appreciate stuff. We have to throw everything on a list. Everybody has to be judged and graded and stacked and pa- we can't. We we can't. We, we can't. You're right, Jason. We just can't get out of it. Can't get out of our own way. Well, yeah, he's good, but is he a top five quarterback? Like, who freaking cares? 
my point then and my point is now. Like, I don't care if he's, of course he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Of course he's not as good as Pat Mahomes. What are you, what are you nuts? But he's like Taylor Heineke. Like, you remember when Taylor Heineke was quarterback of the, whether the football team then? I think it was for the yep. football team, yep. right? And uh, he had a game against Tom Brady, and they, they lost to the, the Patriots, but they led a good portion of the way. And then after the game, he goes over to shake Tom Brady's hands, and, like, you realize Taylor Heineke is tiny, and Tom Brady is gigantic. You're like, wow, he looks like he's Tom Brady's son, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's what he looked like. And... You start to realize why Taylor Heineke, who's still in the NFL, he's with the Falcons. He's still a good little backup quarterback and run around. You know, he's kind of like a, uh, uh, a a poor man's Purdy, if you will. But then you look at Tom Brady, like holy cow! I had no Tom Brady. Like if you haven't met Tom Brady, Tom Brady's a big dude. He's six foot five. And you know, look, I'm. Six feet tall, so I listed six one. I'm not six one unless I have sh- sh- uh, sneakers on. Um, but I'm so I mean, like, look, I'm I'm contradicting when I tell my own son or kids that yeah, listen, you can be whatever size you want, it's how hard you fight, how you know. But there is something to the arm strength, the 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 power you can generate when you're bigger. When you're bigger, most of these are gigantic men. Like, do you really think Brock Purdy's better than, let's like kind of go through the quarterbacks and be like, no, he's probably not. No, he's probably not. Right? He's not better than Matt Stafford. Let's stop. Like, Matt Stafford's really good. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. You're like, oh, wait, well, yeah. no, no. And now, look, he may be more clutch than Kirk Cousins, but is he more clutch because he's more clutch or is he more clutch because he's got Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Trent Williams is a left tackle. Like, which, what makes him more clutch? But he's not, you know, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Stafford. Like, those guys... Those guys, crazy arm talent. Lamar Jackson. Now, he's more accurate than Lamar. And he's made, frankly, bigger plays the last two weeks than Lamar made. And Lamar's at home. But, I again, if you played 100 games, you would say Lamar gives you more in terms of talent and pop, right? Wouldn't you? So, I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not better than Joe Burrow. Like we just go Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Rogers, Stafford. I didn't even put Herbert in there. I didn't put Lamar Jackson in there. Like now we're working down to eight. Like those guys are better than him. And yet he's still playing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. 
products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. See, we left, we leave Profet to his devices, and he goes and... <laughs> what is this, Profet? Caveller talk. Kazintite. You're, uh, you're, thank you. Um... It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I love the law of unintended consequences. I, I mean, I don't love it, but I, I love referencing it, right? Um, obvious intentions are one thing, and then there's this, you want to call it side effects or unintended consequences. And I thought that this is great. Joe Dumars, of course, Hall of Fame player, two-time NBA champion with the Detroit Pistons and, and the architect of the Pistons' last championship when he was their GM, said this when he was referring to the 65-game minimum for players and postseason awards and compensation. Quote, you're always going to have unintended consequences. It's the first thing. Uh, NBA executive vice president Joe Dumars told Yahoo Sports on Wednesday afternoon, the second thing, you kind of knew that the first couple of guys were going to get close to that mark. It'll become an issue. So it's probably going to become a talking point at some point. It could have been a month from now. The number is what the number is. I'm not surprised, though. You got all these people, the Yiddish term is fetching, about 65 games. Oh, it's so, like, do we not realize? I I just, it's like you want to pull guys aside and go, hey, man, look, here's the deal. Okay, here's the deal. We are in a contract negotiation for the league. And I believe what Adam Silver's trying to do is he's going to try and copy the NFL model, 
where they're on as many different networks as possible and probably on Apple as, as, as well. Although, uh, didn't Apple just buy a Bally's, so they may just use that, you know, to get those home team games, whatever, to, to get them some inventory. But the point is that it's like you want to get those guys to get like, listen, guys, this isn't necessarily as much about how it is as much as about how it looks. And it looked for a long time like our guys are just not playing any games. And now we want you to show up and play. We need a nationally televised game to have the big name players play because that makes people want to watch. And oh yeah, by the way, we have to get through this year and don't say anything about it because we want Apple to, to get into business. We want Disney and TNT and NBC with Peacock or whatever. We want a bidding war. Why would they bid a value which they're probably not going to be able to make money on? Why would they bid these values when they don't even know who's going to play? So yeah, there's the law of unintended consequence, but just remember the intended consequence. The intention is to not just make it look, have guys play two-thirds of their game, more than two-thirds of their games. Uh, Rick Buger joins us. Of course, you can see him on Fox Sports 1. Read his work at foxsports.com. I just, I, I don't understand. I guess I do understand, Buke. Is it just that they're they're in a... Um, God, what's the word again, Jason Stewart? I used it yesterday. Uh, not not wind tunnel. Echo chamber. Uh, echo, echo chamber. chamber yeah. Is it that guys like, uh, these guys are in an echo chamber that they don't realize how why they put the 65 game limit in and that they're negotiating a new TV contract at the same time. Yeah. I, I don't understand the being upset about it either. Not only just from the uh, business end of things, but honestly, the legitimacy of what we are recognizing players for. I, 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 I feel as if we have, diminished and I mean by we both fans and the media like we can hold the league or the the sport that we love accountable for what we consider great and what we can consider great historically and some of that is by recognizing how things were achieved in the past and asking the same in today's game and recognizing that a lot of the numbers that we're seeing the statistics we're seeing are inflated by the, by the way the game is being shaped and officiated. And and so this in holding guys to say, hey, you know what, you gotta play us you gotta play a requisite number of games. The 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 years in which guys it was a point of pride to try to play all eighty two and seeing what they did in, in, in those eighty two, playing through those injuries, doing what they did to be able to suit up every night. Like to compare that with what we're seeing now when a guy only plays 60 games, it's not, it's not a, a, a balance. It's not an even playing field. And so I, I, I am flummoxed. I, I, especially, I, I don't know if you've gotten into it. Kendrick Berg is saying, they just sit Joel Embiid down for the year. Just, just sit him down. I mean, like playing no longer seems to matter anymore. It's just, you know what? You're great. We know you're great. You don't actually have to prove it. Just, you know, if you need to take the year off, take the year off. Because we, we, you know, we'd like to see you play 30, 35 games next year rather than, uh, than, than risk getting injured again this year. I don't get it. Well, the other part to it is, you know, the, the big issue mm. 
Okay. The big issue is, well, how does this affect my ability to get a super max contract? So you yes. want to get a raise to the highest point possible yes. while playing as while working as little as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I look, this has already been uh, introduced and factored in. I mean, guys now are taking a very business-like approach. And I, and I understand it uh, in terms of I want to make as much money as I can in my job and in my profession. So guys from the very beginning, I think I can't remember who said that. They, maybe it was Doc Rivers took, took issue with young guys, and I've heard it from other, other people in the league. Like, it's one thing to load manage when you're – uh, Tim Duncan or or Manu Ginobili, and you're you've got some injuries that you've dealt dealt with, and you're in your mid 30s, and or you're LeBron, whoever it might be. Uh, but it's another thing when you're, you know, 23, 24, brand new in the league, and now you're load managing uh, as as a young gun as well. But they're doing it because because it gives them a better chance of extending and adding one more huge contract to the number of contracts that they sign over the course of their career. So I get why they're doing it, but I just, I don't agree with it. And I believe that the league and all of us can, can put a stop to it to say, no, we're not going to accept this. And one way to do it is to say, if you want, if you want to qualify for those, those, those numbers, then you got to show up and, and play a requisite number of games. Um, why did the Lakers re-sign D'Angelo Russell? And, and I ask because mm-hmm. he wasn't. they couldn't play him in the playoffs in order to win in the yep. playoffs, right? So yep. then you ran it back with D'Angelo Russell? And I've had people say, well, they want to use him as a trade piece. Like, does, does somebody want D'Angelo Russell at that amount? What, what, take yeah. me through the logic in that one. Uh, I think some of it just is retaining re- retaining that asset, whatever that asset might be, even if it's a number that you're attaching to some other player that might have greater value. I, I don't I don't have a specific answer for you to say that there's somebody out there that would want uh, D'Angelo Russell, but if you're like say somebody you know loves Austin Reeves. Um, and is making a lesser number, or you can you can package uh, D'Lo with someone who's more attractive because of their uh, overall talent and the number that they're getting paid. I think that's where it, it, it you, you look at it and say this gives me potentially another avenue, even if that avenue is not clear to me right now. Then simply saying we're not going to re-sign D'Lo. And not being able to replace him with anything. It's not like they would have had cap room if they hadn't re-signed him. So I think that's what was behind that decision. Hmm. Okay, so what moves the Lakers make? <laughs> I uh, I wish I could tell you. I, I don't. I, but the problem that I have is I don't. My great issue is that this feeling like they need to like they're one piece away or there's one fix away because of what they did last year Um, that they can, what they can get back to the Western conference finals. If they make some extraordinary, I mean, there's only so many times you can go to the well uh, and, and make these massive changes and turn your team over and be better. And at the heart of it is, and I, I feel as if I'm the only one saying this and it makes me look anti-LeBron as a result, but they are 
LeBron-centric. They have always been LeBron-centric. And now they're finding ways, or he's finding ways to still get numbers by playing more off the ball or at least scoring at the same rate playing off the ball. But it doesn't really solve their bigger issues, which is you don't have LeBron, the playmaker, at the heart of things. You have Austin Reeves, the playmaker. And as much as I'm, you know, I respect what Austin Reeves is, he's not a championship caliber playmaker uh, on a team. And then there's the defensive end of things where uh, LeBron is just is, is not good defensively whatsoever. And they've got a few other guys that aren't. So it's not the same LeBron James. So we keep looking at, like, can we, we just need to get better pieces around AD and LeBron because statistically of what they're doing. And I think AD is playing as well as I've ever seen him at, at, at both ends consistently, playing through injuries, doing everything he's doing, everything that he's doing. But he's not. He's not LeBron. He's not. You can't play through him. He's not a playmaker per se. So, I think the issues still are that your 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 central processor is not is not good enough at this point. And I don't care what the numbers say. And I, I, there's one other thing. I don't know if you've talked about it, but I, it hasn't been talked about enough. And, and it still sticks with me. Maybe because I just did a piece on on Bronny James and where his uh, value is or is viewed as uh, as an NBA player. For LeBron James to say, and not even to say to his teammates, to say to the world, my son is better than the guys that I'm playing with right now. My son, who is a freshman in college on a losing USC team, mm-hmm. is better than the guys in this locker room. The The... What that does to the mind, I mean, you can imagine, uh, Doug, going, being in the studio and looking around at people and saying, my son is better than all of you. Not even saying to that, saying it to, saying it on another show, saying it to the public. My son is better than the people I work with. Like, what do you, and I, I don't know, maybe I, I just, maybe I'm wrong in taking such great offense to this, but. I can't think of anything that would be more discouraging to the chemistry of a team than the leader of a team not even saying it to them, even one saying to rile them up, to motivate them, whatever, but to say it publicly, yeah, my son's better than, than, than the guys I've got with me right now. Like, I, I would be so – if I was in that locker room, I would be so off LeBron for, for, for saying that. Um, but, again – Maybe that's me. Okay. Uh, why, why did um, Why did Milwaukee make a coaching change? I'm going to take you on change? that journey. No, no, that was awesome. I agree with all of it. I just wanted to let you kind of expound upon it. Why <laughs> did Milwaukee make a coaching change? Uh, because they knew, they knew that the stars on that team, the team collectively, I don't want to just put it on, on Damian and, and, and Giannis, because I think it was the team collectively. They knew that they were not going to follow Adrian Griffin to anything meaningful this season. That they were that they were off of him. That they were winning because of their talent. Um, because they 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 still have objectives. But they knew. But they knew that there there was a disconnect between the head coach uh, and the team. And they figured let let's address this sooner rather than later. 
Um, I don't know that they looked at it and said, Doc Rivers is the solution. Doc Rivers is the guy who's going to get us there. It was more like we've got to try something else because Damian Lillard is 33 years old, and uh, our team is the oldest team in the league, and we are loaded up on contracts. Like, this may be our best last chance um, to – to win another ring as constituted, and maybe for the next couple of years, because where we are salary cap wise, and and age wise, and so they were like, we got to we got to we got to try something else, and and Doc was in their estimation the the best alternative. I, what I don't understand is that they gave him as long a contract as they did, but you know maybe maybe uh, maybe that's the doing of, of Doc's agent. Uh, knew that he had a desperate team that needed to put somebody in that spot. Right. And so they were able to get the most out of it. Awesome stuff, Buke. Uh, you were on fire today. Appreciate you joining us and giving us all that insight. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. My pleasure. All right, that's the one and only Rick Buecher joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, and interviews with unqualified candidates. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find a location near you. That's ExpressPros.com. And now it's time for the Express Pros Pro of the Week. Pro of the Week goes to Mavs guard Luka Doncic. 
Luke had 45 points, 14 assists, 9 rebounds to lead the Mavs over the Magic earlier this week. This after scoring 73 points over the weekend. Congrats to Luca for being our Express Pros, Pros Player of the Week. Let's get to the press. The Press. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you got there, Dan Byer? Doug, we have a message to you and Jason Stewart from Chargers owner Dean Spanos. It's been about a week now, and in this very short period of time, you've electrified this city and this fan base. Our fans deserve a day like this. I'm so incredibly happy for them. I think I speak for everyone when I say we are all looking forward to this season and the seasons to come. That was Spanos today as the team introduced Jim Harbaugh as their new head coach. He was speaking to you guys, the fans, saying you fans deserve Jim Harbaugh as the head coach of your football team. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Oh, sorry, that's from a movie. Um, this is weird, right? This is a you can't find anyone who has anything bad to say about the hire. They may not like Jim Harbaugh, the guy or the coach, or they describe him as quirky or whatever. This uh, if it doesn't work. I haven't seen anyone on the record go like, yeah, I don't know this is going to work. You know that? Yeah. Jason, as a Chargers fan, how did you feel about that message that Dean Spano sent to you? You know what? I actually do. Um, I do agree with him that I think I am fired up. My son, the biggest Charger fan I know, is fired up. So it has fired up this fan base. I don't know how big the fan base is. But I do have a follow-up question. Mm. Dean, what took what the hell took you so long to fire Brandon Staley? <laughs> do you have that answer ready to go, Dan? Uh, no. I unfortunately don't. <laughs> do not. <laughs> that, that car skid was that sound effect that was labeled on my, uh, my board here. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh did speak and talked about why he left Michigan to go back to the NFL. The opportunity was presented, and I felt that they, the Spanos family, the Charger organization, they made it clear that they liked what I did and how I did it, and that's all you, all you can ever want from, a, uh, from somebody that's employing you. They liked how I did what I did and how I did it. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Now like, go do that thing with our team. They like how he stretched the rules so much that you had to have a guy randomly go cheat and sit in stands filming other people's games and standing on their sidelines. Wow. Loved it so much. What a cheap shot. Dude. Hey, at least at least he won't go kick a kicker the way that your guy kicked a kicker. <laughs> what? Who kicked a kicker? The Jaguars? Urban. But, Urban, right? Oh, did yeah. he kick a kicker? Did he get accused of kicking a kicker? Was in the pro? Yeah. Was in the pro? It didn't yeah. matter. Was it Scobie? Was that? Who yeah, it was? it was Josh Scobie. I think. All right. There's nobody I know who hasn't looked at Josh Scobie's name and said Scobie. Packers GM Brian Gutekunst said today that Ruby, they, Ruby, Ruby. they plan on offering quarterback Jordan Love a long-term extension this offseason. In the final year of that two-year deal that they had to replace the fifth-year option on his contract. But, yes, they plan to offer Jordan Love a long-term deal. I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to offer what What number are they going to offer at? That's really interesting, right? Because it's only $8 million, I think, next year. So you go, get him at a, uh, at a bargain price, right? Like high-end backup money. But you don't offer him like 50 right? Do you go... I. I 
That'd be really interesting to see what that final number is. What else is up? You guys heard about the enhanced games? Yes. So the enhanced games are going to maybe be a thing, calling themselves the Olympics of the future. Billionaire Peter Thiel and others are trying to put put together a sporting event where you can have people on steroids compete against each other and use as many uh, performance enhancers as you'd like. The events include track and field, swimming, weightlifting, gymnastics, and other events. Wow. Okay, so the Chinese and Russians are going to dominate gymnastics and in weightlifting. Can you imagine what freaks those guys are going to look like that are weightlifters? <laughs> it's the, the, the opinions on social media mixed. Some, ah, oh, this is ridiculous. Others, I am going to watch all of this. I have to see this. There's no in the middle on these enhanced games. What would the logo be? Just like needles and yes. pills and like a big jar of, you know, that you would get at a nutrition store. Whatever the symbol is for impotency would be <laughs> a part of the game. Now, they'll have a guy flexing it's and they'll have ratings. back knee, he'll have back knee. And little little raisins for nuts, and and a needle coming out of his ass. But he'll he'll be ridiculously ripped. <laughs> oh man! And former Alabama head coach, uh, baseball coach Brad Bohannon, received a 15 year show cause penalty for giving a better inside information about his team last season. Is that wrong? Should I not have done that? <laughs> Talking to a gambler in a casino in Ohio uh, while managing. Well, managing a game, yeah, that was probably frowned upon. And that is the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio, man. This is it's a fun day. Tomorrow's Friday. We'll have the gambler will be back for you. Remember to download the Doug Gottlieb show podcast. Just type in Doug Gottlieb wherever you download podcasts. I got a college hoops pick for you as I continue my streak. That's seven in a row, seven in a row after the picks last night. That's Doug Gottlieb show. The new podcast is live now. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.